Okay. So, Paul, if we go to page, uh, if you'd like to go to page 55 of the big book. Let me get you unmuted, Paul. Okay. okay. Hey, Paul. We're going to page 55 on uh, the second paragraph. Page 55. Actually, we were fooling ourselves, for deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. It may be obscured by calamity, by pomp, by worship of other things, but in some form or another, it is there. For faith in a power greater than ourselves and miraculous demonstrations of that power in human lives are facts as old as man himself. We finally saw that faith in some kind of God was a part of our makeup, just as much of the feeling we have for a friend. Sometimes we had to search fearlessly, but he was there. He was as much a fact as we were. We found the great reality deep down within us. In the last analysis, it is only there that he may be found. It was so with us. We can only clear the ground a bit if our testimony helps sweep away prejudice, enables you to think honestly, encourages you to search diligently within yourself, then if you wish, you can join us on the broad highway. With this attitude, you cannot fail. The consciousness of your belief is sure to come to you. And I'll stop there and um, hope you can get something out of that. Thank you all for Hello, everybody. Paul, alcoholic. Um, it's a warm day in Northern California. Uh, yes. So he's not saying, you know, this isn't something to believe, but it's something to find out, I feel. Yeah, so for deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. It may be obscured by calamity, but let's say the fundamental idea of God may not be called God. Yeah, you could have it as the I am, spirit, good orderly direction, you know, the, uh, the God, you know, whatever. There's a lot of names you can, but they're all pointing to some kind of, uh, fact in all of us that a lot of us live without knowing yeah because we're sucked up into the head where the problem resides and when we're sucked up into the head where the problem resides it plays god really you know how many times have we woken up or i've woken up thank god not now but before and my head would tell me the summation of the whole day i hadn't even lived yet it would tell me, oh, this doesn't fucking mean anything. Uh, tons, tons of pontifications. And there was a belief or a habit of listening to that crazy weatherman. And basically, on the sunniest of days, I was expecting rain. You know, I was just uh, predestined to see the, the emptiness of the glass, not the fullness of the glass, and all like that. And uh, it was just freaking overwhelming after a while. That irritable restlessness and discontent, there can be an adapting to it, but it's like a numbing out in a way. You have to numb out a whole lot of you not to feel that as a pressing drive. And when it is that pressing drive, I was driven, you know, I was apt to do almost anything. You know, my 
state of alcoholism was I was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now because I wasn't based on what they say God. I wasn't based on that fundamental idea. I was based on a mental idea called Paul, really. <laughs> and Paul... And until I... You're breaking up, Paul. So it's allowed in a way by that identification to, to talk to us incessantly about us as us. Yeah? We feel like it's our voice, and then therefore there's a certain faith in that or, or relying on that, that if it was Stanley's voice and my name was Paul, I would be suspicious of what Stanley was saying. But when it sounds like Paul to Paul, I've been listening to it with great devotion for 50 and 60 years. So this disease is, a, is different than other conditions because it's of the mind and it actually uh, infects the mental processes. So the narration, the GPS, that's not only directing us, it talks about how bad we're doing in that direction or whatever. It's, a, it's, it's, it's like Hal in 2001. It's, it's gone off the rails. That that GPS talks to us all day about yesterday and tomorrow, and it's just a form of slavery, really. And then we wanted, you know, someone looks at us and we may look fine, but inside we're totally flipped out and we can't wait for that person to leave so we can drink. I mean, it's just insane. So, yeah, I think the fundamental idea and the faith in the in this power first has to be looked at is in the faith in the lower power. Yeah, to see perhaps there's a better way, which is not trusting the finite self. And in not trusting the finite self, we arrive at trusting the infinite. If we're trusting the finite self, the finite self will be that which is stating it's trusting the infinite. That's just more trusting the finite self. So this idea of quit playing God, it doesn't work. You have to see the mechanics of that. Something in our head is playing God. And when it hears quit playing God and sets out on a course to stop playing God, that's just more playing God. It can't get out of itself as itself. Self can't get out of self. The, the unreliable system can't make itself reliable. The unreliable system can't escape from the system. Yeah, that's the fundamental, that's a, you know, if there's a fundamental idea of God, it comes like a matching set. That's the other fundamental idea in a life of recovery. Itself can't get out of self. That is so fundamental because it describes exactly what most of us are doing. I'm trying to get out of Paul as Paul. Yeah. So it makes, when I see self as Paul, it's totally different than when I see Paul as self. I'm telling you, it's unbelievably, the possibilities that become available when you see Paul as self is incredible. And the bondage when you see self as Paul is incredible. It's just an, uh, 
it doesn't seem like we can produce that effect. So we submit ourselves to this program, and this program directs a change that puts us on a better way, trust in the infinite and rather the finite self. And constantly more is revealed about finite self, and we bring that to step six and seven, yeah? So it can be removed, or I, I like the term reconfigured, yeah? So basically, the more that gets revealed is really a lot about what we're not, so that we can bring it through the steps, so we can be free and outgrow this shit, yeah? But you can't, it's a fundamental idea in the community of AA, you can't outgrow self as self. You can't outgrow self as self. So, yeah. That's, we're really speaking more about the second fundamental idea than the self can't get out of self than the first because without seeing the second, uh, the second is going to override the first <laughs> because the, the, uh, the fundamental idea of God will be held by the fundamental idea of self and it's going to severely limit God's effect in our life because it's playing God with God now, yeah? I used to see it, you know, the most I could expect and hope for, which was cool, was a parking space in front of a meeting or something, <laughs> you know. But in the process of being in this program, I started with that idea, you know, maybe a, a higher power of my own understanding, but it quickly changed by contact, by conscious contact as that power it changed into a higher power of its own understanding, which is uh, puts me in a revelatory position and a level of, I don't need to know, I'm going to find out, yeah? This power is going to do for me what I can't do for myself, which creates, over time, it, it produces an effect called humility and a wonder and an awe and an honoring of that which has done what you and I could not do for ourselves. So, yeah. <laughs> I, that's why we speak about this other fundamental idea, because uh, it it's emphasized quite a lot. I guess the word self is used probably the most in, uh, in the book of any other word. And it has a lot of descriptions of it, self. And if you go to the dictionary, I don't know what it's like now, but when I came in, I would look up self and there would be a hyphen and there'd be all these uh, descriptions like self-loathing, self-love, self-trust, self-emulation, self-destruction. And if you weighed 120 of them, about 90 were sort of in a negative vein and maybe 30 was in a good vein. That's a bad deal. <laughs> That's a bad deal. <laughs> if you were throw in the little ball in that rut in the roulette table and it was a 90 30 chance uh it would probably let it's going to end up in the 90 more than the 30 <laughs> so yeah thanks mike yeah that's what i get out of this really yeah all right well, i remember is for the newcomer this was this book was 
trying to make the doorway as wide as possible so that people could come in because we knew that if they came in and they did and they they did this program or allow the program to do them sincerely they would get results so yeah you know it's like a barker outside come in and see the nude women but there's no nude women we're just trying to get people in yes when the people get in then they'll they'll get relief from that bondage of self they may stop drinking and shit yeah and so however way we get them in it's the in that's important so i think if you read we agnostics bill w and the people who wrote the book us bending over backwards to make it uh approachable to every type of mindset you can run into and all the resistance that all those mindsets bring so yeah hopefully this fundamental idea is the basis of our lives now most of us it is that there is an unsuspected resource that's now not only suspected but there's a huge amount of faith in so yeah awesome paul thank you so much here we have a, uh, a hand raised already with Bo. Bo, I'm going to ask you to unmute. There you go. Great. Thanks, Michael. Hi, Thank Paul. Um, I <clears throat> just wanted to ask, um, do you have any suggestions about sponsorship within the context of non-duality with these steps because a lot of I mean most people that I know in the program that I engage with don't really um either recognize or understand or resonate with non-duality so going about finding a sponsor that can take me through steps within that perspective seems a bit challenging well it's not necessary in a way after a while they'll people will be led to non-duality they won't start there mm. so if you have people follow the direction of the fourth step on page 64 out of the book looking at looking at our life and seeing the manifestations of self and how they have defeated us that's questioning at least our being self which is the basis of this idea of non-duality for people who haven't heard of non-duality uh can't do it actually saying nothing is probably the best way of communicating it but uh non-duality is just questioning the whole uh the whole system we have such an assurance in as being fundamentally real and uh there's a great relief in it but I think the relief uh, works best if you're led to it, not if you try to entertain it as an intellectual understanding. So that's my own experience with it. But no, I would just, you know, I don't lead people. Well, I haven't been working with that many new people. Most of the people I'm with are older. But uh, I don't... Uh, force this view on them i just do what the big book does says and take them to this you know suggest stuff coming from the principles of aa and help them with the steps and uh there you go i have faith that ultimately 
the relief is going to be in the neighborhood of the topic of non-duality. Yeah, mm -hmm. truly, because the idea of uh, being placed in a position of neutrality, uh, this has happened to us with no thought or effort, all of those are basically implying uh, <laughs> our irrelevance, so to speak, for this, for the solution. Yeah, so, yeah. But that's what I would do, Bo. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't make it distinct. And if some people are interested in it, then you can emphasize uh, it's, it's a, you know, a louder echo presenting it as non-duality, the, uh, the falsehood of self. So, yeah. But I don't, uh, I don't have, this is one way I put, present it and this is another way it's just all you know if i'm sitting with someone whatever happens is going to happen yeah mm -hmm. yeah i don't have a plan uh i just follow those suggestions as i was given and then lead them through the steps and if they don't listen to suggestions i tell them maybe they'll listen to someone else's suggestions yeah right that's the whole essence of sponsoring is the verb of it sponsor sponsee doesn't mean shit it's the sponsoring so if i'm not being listened to it's not personal maybe he'll he'll listen to someone else yeah the whole point is to to hear the suggestions and to try them and if they work there'll be more added suggestions and so on and so forth yeah so yeah i just take it uh I don't see non-duality as, as a topic. I see it as a fact, you know. It's the best explanation I've had concerning life. And uh, that explanation I was convinced of years ago. And I've been open to be swayed or moved, and nothing's moved me or swayed me yeah, over the years. So basically, uh, I don't have any more questions about life. Really. I have questions like, where are my keys or... You know, I left the wallet in the other car, something like that. I don't have questions about, you know, what's going on. <laughs> and uh, I find that's the, you know, see, in a weird way, non-duality is captured by a statement of being ourselves reality. Yeah. In other words, we are what we're looking for. Or as St. Francis says, what's looking is what you're looking for, yeah? That assumption is the spirit of non-duality. Most people, uh, I don't know how, I don't see any rote way they're gonna come to that idea. Uh, you know, so. See, if, if being ourselves reality, to me, the emphasis of AA is to see what we're not, yeah? And what we're not is given the name self, yes? So the importance isn't to find out what we are. The real importance is to find out what we're not. The importance isn't having faith in the infinite. It's not having faith in the self, yeah? Because if you're identified as self and you're having faith in the infinite, you're also having faith in self, yes? So we need, it's really a, 
it's a questioning of what we're not is what we're doing. And if you do the inventory processes and stuff, and you look at it as I'm looking at the manifestations of self, you're not taking an inventory of your life. You're actually, let's call it your life, you're taking an inventory of your life to see some other influence in it, yeah? See, when you look at your role in things, you're going to see self's role in things. You are. It's right there, yeah? It's right there under the topic resentment and fear and pursuing what you want and harming people in that pursuit and looking at the sexual behavior. It's glaringly there. You'll see the pattern of how self has defeated you and you'll recognize the act of the activity of what's allowing that defeat is I'm claiming self's manifestations as mine. You can't have a clearer diagnosis that there's an act of being identified. If I'm if Stanley's acting through Paul and when Paul comes to, he keeps saying, it was my manifestations. Paul is in the act of being identified as Stanley. Yes, that's what, that's the condition. Yeah. So we do an inventory on self and how it has defeated us by looking at its manifestations. That has nothing to do with you in a way. Yeah. It doesn't. So you look at resentments. See, this is how I would love it to be. You walk into an inventory and a fifth step with your resentments, your fears, your harms, others. And you walk out with fears, resentments, and harms to others, yeah? The ownership has been seen through. You're going to travel so much fucking lighter, and you will do a fearless inventory about what you're not. You will never do a fearless inventory about what you are. There's too many blind spots. There's too many programs of deniability and rationality, yeah? When it's about you, you're going to be hidden quite a lot. When it's about someone else, you can do a flash inventory like that. Ten seconds. You just see the person. You've got it all summarized, yes? But you can't apply that to you because there's blind spots. There's like deflectors, yeah? If you see that which you take to be you, as not you, there's a fearless and thorough inventory. <laughs> Very. I'm, ser I'm serious. Yeah? It's like a business story inventory. You see what's unsaleable. And what's unsaleable that needs to get, get moved on is the, managing of the is the manager of the store. <laughs> You're not the manager of the store. Something else is. Yeah? He needs, that thing needs to be fired. You can't do it, so you got to bring someone else in. Yeah? And the higher power comes in and puts the fucking fired manager in its place. It's now like, you know, you know, breaking down the cartons in the back, yeah? <laughs> it's in its rightful position, you know? <laughs> There's been a delivery, you know? You know, that's basically its, its job. <laughs> uh, so yeah, bro, I don't know. If you ever want to get in touch with me, you can personally. Send something to Mike and I'll call you or he'll call, you know. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah, no problem. All right, Paul, I don't see any other hands up at the time. 
So you want to riff out on something else for a second? See what yeah. you hands. I want to speak about uh, when when I'm sharing about self, it's not referring to ego. That's not what we're speaking of. They may have been referring to ego in the book, but I'm not referring to ego. If you just see how you feel about an ego, see, isn't there a feeling that you have one or hopefully that you've lost one? That feeling of the one who has an ego and the one who's lost an ego, that's the feeling of self. Yeah, that's what I'm interested in. Yeah, it's a sense that is produced and comes up when they're seeing, there's a feeling that you're the seer, yeah? When they're thinking that you're the thinker. And it's so absurd, someone was pointing out to me the old idea that not you, you never think you're beating the heart, do you? You give the credit to the heart muscle. You're going, the heart's beating the heart, yes? Why is it that we think we're thinking? <laughs> that's a big leap of ownership really yeah <laughs> the thinking is a much more subtle process than the beating of a muscle <laughs> we won't touch the muscle but we're thinking we're the thinker of the thoughts give me a freaking break yeah this head and then this narrative we listen to all day let's say something is really a corroding thread yes your answer and you're in a living situation with them after about a few years you basically shut them off you're hearing them but you're not paying attention but the corrosion is still occurring yeah the corroding so we're very lazy when it comes to language the language is constantly telling a story that we had a lot to do with a lot of shit we have nothing to do with we always use the story about me going back east. I hadn't been there in a while, to, and I was doing a talk, and someone who knew me in the past came in and says, Hey, Paul, you're growing your hair. And I said, Yeah, yeah, it looks pretty good, doesn't it? And he was balding. I'm going, Hey, you're not doing such a good freaking job. And I said, You know, because I like you, we have a group that we get together and we grow our hair every Saturday for a couple hours. And it looks like it's working. Yeah, and you can try our line of shampoos and shit and then go on. And I have a lot of pride with it. And he feels very bummed out because he's bald as if he did it. Yeah, I have pride with the main of thing. Yeah, and it can go on and on and on and on. But I haven't done fucking squat. I never just didn't cut the hair. That was all. It had nothing to do with me growing shit. I just didn't cut it. Grows on its own. Yeah. So this, see, the language where it's almost as if we're, we're chanting and there's a trance involved, yeah? And we keep chanting, I, me, my, I, me, my, through a lot of different particulars, but basically what's behind it all is I, me, my, basically. I, me, my, I, me, my, we're out to lunch. Obvious, who wouldn't be, yeah? We're so out to lunch, we don't even think we're under a trance. That's an incredible trance, yeah? <laughs> really? And you can hear about it, and you can go right back into it in like a minute. It's like such a habit, yeah? We just seemingly, seemingly, which is the greatest news,
It's appearing to be true to us. True. But it appears to be true in most cases, yeah? So we need to have these experiences. That's why service is so fundamental in AA, especially in the beginning, because we're, we've been induced in this trance, and we need to do something, not think something, yeah? Not hope something or imagine something. We need to do something to allow the attention and interest, which is just fucking orbiting around this freaking idea of I was Paul, I will be Paul, I am Paul, yeah? And have it get brought out of that orbit, and when it does, we feel better when we leave that meeting. We feel better when we leave that hospital and institution meeting. We feel better because the attention and interest, which is either going to enslave us or enrich us, at that moment is enriching us, yeah? It's gone out, yes? It's not in the orbital cocoon of Paul. It's out, and you feel available, and then you feel a presence, and you may call it God or, or the innermost of you, whatever, but you feel bigger. Yes? Constant times. And so it breaks the old condition, and now you have habits that constantly bring you out of that orbit. And it's almost as if all you need to do is open the door and the door goes the door goes out, yeah? It's in the habit. As soon as you wake up, you open, it's out, yeah? This is what happens. We're in another habit of staying in and listening to the fucking narration. Another habit, can, that habit can be broken and a new habit can be put in place where you'll have an attitude of gratitude instead of having to do gratitude lists every day and say, thank you, God, that was more than enough, you'll actually see things with gratitude. Yeah, you will. It's, it's inevitable if you stay in this program. So th perhaps there is a better way, and in this dreaming, the emphasis is on a way. There's time involved, yeah? And there's going to be progress, and there may be some regression because the old gravitational pull will try to bring you in. But as long as you don't drink, you're going to be grooving towards the new gravitational pull. Yes? And once you hit that atmosphere, it's going to be a different, you're going to be on a different basis of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Relying on the higher power or the infinite. And that will be the standard now. That will be what's stable. And you'll have experiences of the other, not a life of the other, experiences of going back, but your life will be based on that now. Yeah? That's the better way. I just feel it's so fundamental, as we said, the idea of self can't get out of self. It's just an incredible uh, statement in recovery, really. Because it, if it, if it fits, wear it. Because it's going to reveal a whole lot about Paul, about Jill, and then you're going to see less of Paul and more of self, and then you'll recognize exactly what self was doing as Paul, which was trying to get out of self, and by trying to get out of self, reinforcing self. You'll see it. You'll see the agenda very clearly. You won't have to hear it from somebody, though. That's nice. Yeah, you'll see it yourself in your own life, in life. You'll recognize it. Yeah.
self can't get out of self is uh if your day started from there you would travel later through the day yeah if your day starts from i'm jill and i'm gonna manage the motherfuckingness out of this day so i have a better jill yeah and of course me being better will trickle down and everyone else will be better like spiritual trickle down economics which doesn't work and yeah no you'll lose interest in jill and you'll gain interest in the hummingbirds or the fucking wind or the sun or the water or what's in front of you your job your dog whatever yes and you'll be the better for it and hopefully they'll be the better for it yeah and you'll realize aa isn't saying uh isn't looking out for our agenda it's a collective agenda yeah for us to be of maximum use to what and to who what to that higher power and allow it to do what it wants yeah and as they say not thy will be done but thy will is done yeah you get a clear recognition that that power that has been doing for you what you can't do for yourself is completely active at all times yeah readily available right where you are with no requirement necessary yeah Yeah. The bondage of self is uh it's almost like a translucent netting. You're caught, but you don't know you're caught. Yeah? You don't see the mesh of the of the netting when you look through because you're you've got a very little square like a zoom square called self-centeredness. So you don't see all the imprisonment in a way. You see only this little open space and you think that's all there is, yeah? Very myopic little view. Yeah. Yet you think you got it going on, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? <laughs> I'm the master of my own square. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why is there a frame around that big space? I don't... What? <laughs> it looks like something's controlling what comes in and what goes out what oh yeah i'm being forced fed a story that's not even close to 2021 it's from 1980 it's, it's the same narration it was playing in 1980 trying to glue it on the night 2021 conditions and we fall for it it's unbelievable jesus christ I'm going to write that person a letter. No, there's emails now. You know what I mean? (laughs) Jesus Christ. That's the scariest imprisonment, obviously, is the one who doesn't know they're imprisoned. That's the scariest one. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. The one who doesn't know they're in prison doesn't want anyone else to be escaping. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. 
So perhaps there's a better way. Yeah, trusting something infinite than rather than finite self. How clear can you be? I mean. I don't believe everything is black and white, but they make it black and white for a contrast, yeah? So it's pretty damn, it's a clear contrast. There's the trusting the infinite or the finite self. There you go. And as Jesus supposedly said, you can't serve two masters at the same time. The only way you can, it can appear to be serving one master while serving two is having faith in the finite about having faith in the infinite. <laughs> That's where there's a serving of two masters unbeknownst to us, yes? Yeah. We believe that we believe. <laughs> but the bigger God in that equation is always self. Yeah, always. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm stoked, man. I've been stoked for a long time about it. I don't get to appreciate it until I come to these talks because it's not a topic you know you're just walking around living and then here it's a topic about walking around living <laughs> so you get to you get an appreciation for it <laughs> yeah not saying it's not appreciated but it's a full-on appreciation when you're living here is like a step re uh, removed appreciation yeah so you can share it yeah because the appreciation has a reverse engineering quality to it. The reason why this is here is because that ain't here. <laughs> so you get very clear about that while you're in the freedom of this, yeah? And I'm telling you, this idea of being the act of being identified as what we're not or the host taking itself to be the parasite however you want to paint it uh that pro profound contrast we need to sit in front of it like at a museum we got to study that art because if you don't you're going to be looking from it all day yeah yeah it's a tricky little activity yeah but thank God it's not true. And thank God it's not real. Yeah, It's all based on seemingly so. It needs us to believe in it. Yeah? Yeah. The higher power is the higher power. The lower power can only be the higher power when we believe in it. Yeah? It needs to be given power. It doesn't have any of its own, yeah? It's searching for power constantly. Yeah. All right, thanks. I don't know what we were talking about, but it went wherever it went. doesn't matter. Okay, we have a couple of hands up, Bob, but first off, we, we had a question that came through in chat by Robert, and he writes, it seems the contraction in the nervous system triggers the thinking process automatically. Is that how the illusion appears? Mm, it may appear to you that way, but I would say that the mental state triggers the, the nervous contraction. 
it appears that it's a nervous contraction causing the mental state to get in an uproar. Yeah, but before that, it's the mental state is, is uh, holding the nervous condition in a contraction. At least that's how I'm seeing it right now, yeah. Get back to me later. I might see it different. All right. Thank you, Paul. Robert, I'm sure thanks you too. All right, next up, we have... See, the body uh, goes after the mind, yes? The body, if you have any idea of this thing called non-duality, mind is what's happening, no thingness. And then there's a dreaming of things that are appearing. That one of the things that are appearing seems to have a nervous system. That nervous system can be contracted through trauma or trauma, trauma memory or whatever. Yet, if you search for the source, it always goes back to mind. Yeah. 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 See, if the nervous system was contracting mind, then the nervous system would be the cause of mind in a way. It's not that, that's not the case. All right. You ask, you, you ask for my answers. There you go. <laughs> I'm not an authority. I just share from the moment, you know. I don't answers down. <laughs> you just sit here and see what happens. <laughs> I've never come prepared to any talk. That's the preparation, not to be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole point. <laughs> yeah. I'm listening just as much as you are, if half of you are listening. I'm listening just as much as you are. <laughs> I'm listening to what's coming through. Yeah. And but what I hear is an echo of somewhere. Yeah. The words are like the uh compilation of something else. I'm I'm listening to that something else, yeah. Like an echo, a beautiful echo. Yeah. Yeah. At least it's a beautiful one for me. That's why I show up at all these things. I love hearing that echo. Yeah, I do. It's the emptiness of everything that gives the fullness to the experience, really. Yeah. So, well, going off. So yes, who's what's what's happening, Mike? Okay, next we have a question from Duncan. Duncan, I asked you that. You want to come in and ask Paul a question? Yes, Duncan. That, thanks, Michael. Um, thanks, Paul. Nice to see everybody. Um, so uh, I'm sort of dealing with the the exact same issue that Bo was talking about in the beginning, um, and I guess you know, sort of more specifically. Um, you know, I, I, I went through the steps the first time, you know, during my first kind of 14 months of sobriety. And, um, you know, I found, you know, doing four, five, eight, and nine were all great. And 
fine. And the other steps there, it felt like I, there was a sort of inauthenticity in a sense in the way that I was doing them because of the sort of mental machinations I had to go through to, to get around this idea of, of God as an other or an anthropomorphized thing or, you know, this thing, you know, as opposed to, I guess in Zen Buddhism, they talk about original mind and in the Buddhism I practice, they talk about Buddha nature. And so whatever, leaving aside these issues of whether the God is within or without or where it is, I mean, who cares? I, I understand that, but um, it still felt like a, so, something sort of icky and uncomfortable about just sort of going through the motions with that and saying, well, I'm going to surrender to this conceptual apparatus that I don't really internally buy somehow. So any thoughts on that? Well, I think it till you make it. Yes, I would. Right. Because then again, that which is talking about the, the uh, process is going to be under the effect of the process. So it's trying to voice its opinion, I would say, quite a lot. Yeah. And remember, the out that's given right in the big book is a higher power of your own understanding. So your own understanding comes from Zen or Buddhism. There you go. It's perfect. You don't have to see an inside or outside. Yeah. You don't. You don't have to. That it may seem like a big sticking point, but it doesn't need to be. You can just see it as a higher power of your own understanding. And feeling authentic or not, it's the doing of it, the doing of the steps in the beginning. That's the important. It doesn't matter if you feel authentic or not about it. You just do it. Yes? Mm -hmm. The doing. And then it leads to, uh, see, sincerely, and then it leads to being established. Those are different conditions. Yeah, so, <clears throat> you know, I and I know it's incredibly, it has oomph in each and every person. So I'm not under underestimating that or undervaluing that. I'm just giving you uh, like a, a remote diagnosis because I'm not sitting with you, but I can see the Zoom. And the remote diagnosis is put away your feelings about it and just do it. Yeah. Just do the work. And then, uh, yeah, you can put, you can sincerely appreciate the work, uh, after you had done it while you were not appreciating it while doing it. Yeah. So the whole point is to do it <laughs> in the beginning. And then, you'll probably come to a deep appreciation of its working because it's working uh, our way of cartographing, you know, our way of mapping shit out. It won't go that way. AA doesn't go from A to B. It goes from A to K. Yeah. Just like when you would come in, people would talk to you for 20 minutes and, uh, Basically, they have no place to stay. They have a court date, da da da, and you're like, you're fucked completely. And then, well, what? What do you recommend? Go to a meeting. What? To the to the logic that just talked for twenty minutes about all these pressing things, that makes absolutely no sense to that logic to go to a meeting. Yet, what works is to go to a meeting. Yeah. 
So you have to realize part and part of the problem is the mental logic. It may be clothed in Buddhism, it may be clothed in that, but there's a mental logic involved. That's part of the problem in a way. Yes? So don't wait for it to make sense to that. Just do it. Do it. Yes? And then that will have to fit around what you're doing instead of your doing fitting around that mental logic. Yeah? Yeah. That would be my suggestion. I don't care. You know, it's sort of like when people talk about doing service and they just talk about their point of view. Well, I feel like a fraud and this and that. But from the person who's getting the sandwich or getting the glass of water, they don't give a shit what you're thinking or feeling like. You got them, you delivered the goods. They got a, a sandwich. They were dying to eat, yes? But we keep seeing everything in such a self-centered manner. Oh, I can't do service. It would be just selfing. Hey, that person needs a sandwich. Get over yourself and deliver the fucking sandwich to the person. Yeah, they're not doing a... They're not stopping you before you, they take the sandwich. Have you checked your motives? No, they want the sandwich. That's what they need. This is about us. Yeah, it's not about me. It's about us. So, yeah. Oh, I don't feel I really mean keeping my commitment. That's, that's why you have a commitment to break that bondage of your old, un, old understanding. I can only do something if I feel like doing it. No, you can do something when you don't feel like doing it. Yeah, yeah, so it's funny because usually how it's working isn't the way we think it's working. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's eroding something that we've been relying on. It's not fortifying it. It's eroding it, yeah, because the target, the target has been, and the, the arrow has been chiseled perfectly for the target, which is this bondage of self, yeah? And the bondage of self is demonstrated in relying on it, yeah? So I'm relying on its take that I'm not authentic, and that's causing me not to act, when the acting is the only thing necessary, yes? You see? So there's a, a pledging of allegiance to the failed system. We just do the work, and then the work does us, yeah? And then we pass it on, and other people pass on to us, and we are in a, like a giant kumbaya, yeah? <laughs> and uh, we all get better together, so to speak, yes? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But I'm happy to see you, Duncan. It's always a pleasure. And, uh, you know, this little bit of... Uh, this and that is when it molds and blends it'll be it, it's going to be great they're two beautiful rivers buddhism and recovery when they when they join they've got a lot of oomph yeah i'm serious they don't need to be sort of yeah yeah they can just flow into each other yeah yeah my feeling yeah, I mean, there, I had one group where there was one, there were sort of some sharp elbows. I found another group, there are many fewer sharp elbows, so that's really good. A lot of meetings, yeah? Yeah, yeah. There'll uh, be one that works for you. That's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. This is what happens. Yeah, this is why 
there's a lot of meanings. Usually in the past, meanings were produced by a resentment about the prior meaning. So people got resentful at the prior meaning, so they started a new meaning. Yeah, so this is how it goes. Yeah? And then, uh, they, then someone like you that needs to find that kind of meaning, there it is. Yeah? <clears throat> so basically, its value is demonstrated by you feeling welcome there. They may have thought they were doing it for themselves, but in an overall picture, it was in a way done for you. Yeah? That's the beauty of this whole event. Yeah? You, you know, self-centeredness is myopic. Yeah? It tends to contract its aperture. Yeah? For it to be a big fish, the pond it inhabits has to be really small. Yes? This opens, your aperture opens up. Not your, the aperture that you're looking through opens up. And there's wondrous things that you've been, you were missing. Yeah? And then they start coming in. Yeah. To look at life as, and see it all the time as how it pertains to you is a myopic view, isn't it? Yes. It's a rather small, uh, <laughs> it's, you're going to miss out a whole lot with that, you know, if that's the dominant view. I'm not saying it's yours because there isn't any yours. But it, if it's the dominant view, it's gonna, there's going to be a lot of rebellion, which is the irritable restlessness and discontentment, yeah? And then we're going to be driven to try to get out of it, and we're going to run into its super lock, which is, hey, try to get out of it as much as you want. Self can't get out of self. Go ahead. Fucking shoot up coke. You're going to come back to me. I don't give a shit. Practice Buddhism. I'm not worried. Yeah, self just has you on a leash. It doesn't care what fucking tree you smell. It's going to pull you when it wants. Yeah? Yeah. So this is... Uh... Mm. Mm -hmm. Let's state, make two statements. Perhaps there's a better way. Trusting the infinite rather than finite self and self can't get out of self. Those two basically at a certain point will explain everything to you. Really. If you want to keep it simple, really, that's how simple it is. Yeah. Instead of being concerned about trusting infinite, see how much trust there is in the finite. <laughs> that will explain a whole lot of what's going on. And then realizing that which I have trust in can't transfer the trust to the higher power. It would be more trust in that which has failed. Yes? You've got to see this. This is its, this is its mechanical flaw, F-L-A-W. Yeah? So self can't get out of self. That's its flaw, F-L-A-W. It's not going to not try. It's constantly going to keep trying. But self can't get out of self. That's an incredible accompaniment of perhaps there's a better way. <laughs> it's just per in, right now it explains everything to me, really, concerning the, the life of recovery from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Yeah. Self can't get out of self uh, explains why 
something so sound and put together so well can seemingly fail. Yeah? It fails because there's faith in self. And self doesn't see the facts, doesn't come to the root assessment of that it's fucked, and keeps on trying to keep it on. And says, if I could only manage the next situation better, it'll all work fucking out. So keep on going. Yeah? And it's all rooted in faith in self, isn't it? really is so okay makes sense we'd be interested in another possibility which would be faith in the infinite okay that needs to come with a warning because if there's an identification as self self trying to have faith in the infinite is just more faith in self what i had no idea well people didn't have no idea and they found out that's what what was happening okay there's another warning how am I going to recognize it? You'll see it. From where? From what you are. What am I going to see? What you're not. Yeah? If it's not you, what, what's possible? You'll lose interest in it. It's not fucking you. You're not interested. You're not interested in Stanley's past, are you, if you're Paul? No. <laughs> I could give a shit of what happened to Stanley an hour ago. Really. Yeah? But I'm combing 40 years ago paying tons of money to go with a therapist to see yeah i'm not doing that for stanley's life am i no doing it because this is my supposed life you see that's i mean i don't see it's like it's like uh written on the wall it's plain as day yeah it's plain as day yeah. If faith is the force that moves everything, it would it would probably be wise to see where faith is and see what's directing it, yeah? Because uh, if faith is in the thought system, you're going to live in a mental anxiety state, mimicking the feeling, the nervous system reacting to fear when there's no apparent threat. You're going to be a wreck. Yeah. What produced that other than faith? Yeah. How can next week screw with you today unless you believe in next week? Really? Yeah. You would think today would override all the fears and all the threats of next week. I would think, yeah, because it's happening. But it doesn't seem to. In most of our cases, what's not happening overrides what's happening. Wow. I think that's a an important point to note. Yeah. yeah, we're making shit out of nothing all the time. What's letting? What's what's allowing something to be made out of nothing? But faith, isn't it? Faith. So. Yeah. Faith in the infinite is the better way then you need to know how self supports it and reinforces itself. Yeah? You've got to understand what's going on, and then the faith will migrate from self to the infinite. It will not be directed to the infinite from self. It will migrate from self to the infinite. Yes? Now you'll be living on a new basis, trusting something trustworthy instead of something unreliable. <laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> Your days eventually are going to reflect that. They are, how you travel through them. Yeah, yeah. Nice to see you, Duncan. Thanks for uh, sticking with us, yes? Thanks, Bob. Whatever differences cause a, a riff, uh, just stay with what's going on. And I'll tell you, those, those uh, you won't even notice the scars of what you thought were huge riffs later. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be, uh, your interest will be somewhere other than that. All right, anyone else, Mike? Yeah, we do. We have uh, one more question left there uh, from Kurt. Kurt Z has okay. his hand up. Hey, buddy. Oh, I'm sorry, Kurt. My bad, I unmuted you. Hey, how are you? Hey, Kurt, good to I see really, you. I really like that uh, you used to use this analogy of the brownie camera and the high def lens. I really love that analogy. And um, it was funny when you were talking, I was thinking about how I used to think of the tradition when it said our common welfare comes first. And I used to read that as mine. I used to yes. read our meaning my, my common welfare comes first. And it's funny, you know, when you, when you realize that you're seeing it that way. But one of the things, Michael always picks great stuff to read. We had sp seen spiritual release now, I'm just going to change it a little bit. But self liked to tell us it wasn't true. That's not what it says. That's, yeah. We'd seen spiritual release, but like to tell ourselves it wasn't true. But you really, if you read it, you go, we'd seen spiritual release, but self liked to tell us it wasn't true. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's funny because once you, you're, once you're, the change you change the way you look at it the way you look at it changes you know yes exactly yeah yeah so thanks for your uh self that's built to override what's happening yeah yeah if it doesn't fit its narrative it sees it's quickly forgotten or denied or rationalized the way yeah it's the system protecting itself that's what it does. It's not out to protect you. It may if that you're a part of it, but in fact, it's mostly out to protect itself. Yeah. Yeah. I find. I mean, I always, when I was young, it, you know, they, somehow I had the idea of self-preservation was a big instinct. And I remember when under the, the influence of drugs, I would do shit <coughs> that, had nothing to do with promoting self-preservation. It was promoting self-preservation. <laughs> yeah. And then it made me feel sort of uncomfortable under the dominion of self because I was wondering, shit, you know? And then I just, like if you're riding and you have a bike and you're going to go off the cliff, you try to save the bike instead of you. I mean... Something in you gives more value to the bicycle than to you. That was a pretty revealing event. <laughs> and uh, I to have a growing suspicion about what I was 
being led by <laughs> early on, but I didn't have any way out. I was locked in by the identification, but I was definitely quite suspicious of its uh, agenda <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, this is what, see, the idea is the self-centeredness can only see it as me, yeah? It may give lip service to a we collective, but in fact, we're bigger than that. That's why it feels so much better when we're out of self. We're bigger than that. We're more captured by the word we than ever by the word me. Yeah. Yeah. Tremendous gift. Well, it keeps on giving, so it's cool. Yeah, really. Thanks, bro. It's good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. Thanks, buddy. Fabulous talk today, Paul. Thank you so much. Um, We have no other hands up. I didn't know if you wanted to continue on with something or you want to say your goodbyes. Uh, No, I can say our goodbyes. All right, Paul. And then we'll continue on with something. (laughs) All right. We got Vanessa from the UK. Nice to see you, Vanessa. Steve from the UK. Let's see. We got Mike from San Francisco. We got Paul. He's quiet and subdued, wondering, where can I get a new T-shirt? But no, don't worry about it, Paul. Yeah. They'll come to you. Trust the process. Tommy, thank you. And we got Terry from Maine. Nice to see you, Terry. We got Jill from uh, Leeds, the UK. There she is. She always seems to have a happy face. That's nice. Thank you for bringing your warm smile to the Zoom. We appreciate it. Walter, Walter is on the couch. He's waiting for his therapist. It's never coming. We got uh, Nan, Nan, and then in parentheses, Nanette. I like that. Yeah, nice to see you, Nan. We got Roy. There he is, sitting in comfort. Yeah. Roman, our little friend. I had the pleasure of driving Roman and Barbara around some of the beach towns in Northern California. I didn't know we would have such a relationships nice nice to see you roman we got gabe 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 is like firing on all cylinders concerning sobriety it's like we like to see we got stefan on having never left yes kurt my main man in redondo beach actually all of southern california yeah it's got a large area a large domain We got Jason. Nice to see Jason in San Diego. There he is. Jason, you'll drive up to L.A., won't you? We're going to come up down to L.A. sooner or later. Make a trip if you can pull it off. I'd like to meet you. We always go out to eat afterwards, too. So, yeah. We got Jacob. Jacob, nice pleasure. Fantastic art. I'm going to... We got a we got his divine proctology uh, picture. That's pretty awesome. Very nice. We're gonna get it out there. I just haven't gotten any frames yet. 
I have to look for picture frames. All right, Alex. Nice to see you, Alex. There she is. Beautiful day in the Hudson Valley. Wow. I like it. The East Coast has a real beauty in America. Real beauty. Distinctly different than Northern California. But on the same level of beauty. But just different. Yeah. Kieran. Nice to see you, Kieran. We got uh, Michael Stacy. Always does a great job. Michael Stacy is in the sincerely took this position. It's wonderful, lovely condition. Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira. Yes. We got Bobby, Joe T. Nice to see you, Bobby. Wherever you may be. Oh, we got Virginia. Virginia has made a guest appearance. Very nice. Nice to see you, Virginia. Very nice. Duncan. Duncan, my Buddhist main man. Yes, that's good. We need a Buddhist wing of the Zoom. Don't worry. You you play an essential role. Nina. Nina, not Mina, nor Tina. Nina. Nice to see you, Nina. Leah. Uh, Leah's got, she's wearing the short sleeves now. Yeah, finally. I saw her a whole winter ensembles, each one. Tons of them, week after week. It's great. All right, Tanya. Nice to see you, Tanya. Oh, I saw a little daughter head coming out. Nice to see you. The daughter of T. Yeah. We got Maggie. Always a pleasure, Maggie. Uh, Jeffrey B. Colin. Oliver from Berlin. I think Berlin. No, Germany. Could be Berlin. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks, everybody. We'll be doing a Saturday uh, non-duality. And then, you know, if you're interested, just on Zen Bitch Slap, under events, all the things that are happening. We're going to be doing some new talks more on the non-duality on a, on a Tuesday. Uh, it'll probably be good. F I don't know when. It'll be on the website for a group, Awakening Together, which sounds like something you could say in recovery. Yeah, the collectiveness. All right, thanks, bro. Mike, nice to see you. I'll see you Sunday, Mike. I'll see you Saturday, anyway. Adios. Bye-bye.